Smith takes a knee. The game is over. And the Cardinals are in deep trouble. They're now 3-6. and six. Dave Patch, final call yesterday from State Farm Stadium, 31-21. The final Seahawks come in, uh, complete the sweep of the Cardinals, and in the process they move to 6-3 and three and are enjoying first place in the NFC West. Here to talk about it with us, member of the Cardinals radio team, former Arizona Cardinal Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we've had you on after a, a few games this this year so far, Kyle, and it seems like we're having a lot of the same discussions on what is ailing the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any fixes. Is that one of your perspectives at this point? Well, I think we heard the answer after the game. Um, they're just going to have to practice at a higher level, and uh, and everything will get fixed, right? Yeah. No, I no. mean <laughs> it's it's the same story week in and week out. Um, you know, we got to pay more attention to detail. We've got to practice at a higher level. Um, everything post game sounds like they're going back to work, um, and we'll be diligent about paying attention to detail. And then it's walk through Wednesday and and short practice Thursday and. Mm-hmm. And then we roll out with the same thing on Sundays. I mean, it's um, it, 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 the, the the frustrating thing is, you know, we, we tend to point to slow starts, we point to wasting timeouts, but um, there is just a laundry list of, of issues right now, and it's not one thing that you can sit in the meeting rooms and say, "Hey, guys, look, if we just really focus in and fix this one thing, we're going to be fine." Uh, I mean, there was, I know, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty different things that potentially cost them this game and 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 the irony of it is is somehow they're still in these games it doesn't see it seems like um we both offensively and at times defensively make so many critical errors at at, at crucial moments in the game and yet this team still has opportunities late in the game and and um you know it's that that's the hard part to me is it just it's coming from everybody and it's sometimes it's different position groups sometimes it's different players and and um it's just at this point in the season it, it shouldn't be this sloppy it shouldn't look this hard to move the ball on offense it shouldn't be this hard to stop a team in the red zone it shouldn't be this hard to get off the field on third down yeah, you're with the, with the number of playmakers they have is that's certainly the case. And as you said, the fact that they've been close in a lot of these games that they almost beat the Vikings, they almost beat the Eagles, that almost makes me more frustrated because because you can see that the requisite talent is there. All right, let's hyper focus on the defense because I, I've been I've been very supportive of the defense. I think I think Vance Joseph has pretty much gotten the most out of this crew, and yet the Vikings game and again yesterday, this team could not hold up at the end. How much of that? do you put on them? How much of that is just, you know, a, a defense that's exhausted from having to cover up on a lot of three and outs earlier in the game? No, you're, you're exactly right. Um, it, it's a defense that had so much weight on its shoulders. Um, a, a defense that's the big reason that this team has stayed in games because the offense, um, you know, this is the first game the offense didn't start slowly, but after that first drive, it, it basically disappeared. Um, and at some point, you know, you keep plugging holes in the dam, the dam is going to break. And um, you know, this up to this point, I mean, I love Vance Joseph. I love his, his schemes, his game plan, the execution. Everything has been tremendous for an overachieving defense. Um, but, you know, even as of late, um, you know, uh, like I just mentioned, this was a bend but don't break type defense. As as a lot of defenses have, have done this season, you know, keep everything in front, make an offense drive down the field. 
force them to make mistakes. Um, but this is a, a bend and break defense. I mean, when you can't get stops in the red zone, when you can't get stops late in the game, when you can't um, get off the field on third down, um, it, you know, it, it looks like the defense is getting wore out mm-hmm. from having so much put on their shoulders and having to go out there repeatedly after, you know, you make a big stop and the offense goes three and out, the offense makes a, a big error. I mean, it's, it's you know, having played defense and been in those types of situations, um, you know, at the beginning part of the season, you're excited and, and you love the challenge of repeatedly having to respond to adverse situations, but at some point it just wears on you. And you're like, I mean, why why do we get keep getting put in this situation? Yeah. And it looks like we're almost at that point right now. Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, back to the beginning of our conversation where you, you, you kind of had a little fun with the, the language that's used after losses. Hey, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. we got to practice better. We need to execute better. All of those things. There's a lot of people. You've heard them. You're aware of it, Kyle. There's a lot of people calling for major change on this team. They're calling for the head coach's job. Uh, and maybe you feel that that's necessary. But short of that, I mean, what are you, for somebody who's been in NFL locker rooms and spent a long time in the NFL, when things are going like this, what are real tangible changes that can be made outside of the language that we're hearing? Well, that's, it's tough. And, and I remember it was probably two months ago I was on this show. And, you know, what Cliff Kingsbury does as a head coach is, um, it, you know, he is a player's coach, but he puts a lot on the leaders in that locker room. Um, it, it, it is impossible because I've been in this situation as well where, um, you know, we had expectations. We even had early season success. And um, the coach gives you breaks. And it, you cannot – you know, completely 180 how you do things midstream. It's out of character for Cliff. Um, the players have come, you know, to expect a certain routine. I mean, it's not like, you know, at this point in the season, you could say, hey, this wasn't good enough. We're not tackling well. We're not executing well. We're going full pads and and we're going to work this thing out. You know, that's what, that's what coaches would have done, you know, it, old school coaches back in the day, back when I was playing. They'd say, you guys, you know, you're not playing well. You're not sharp. We've got to practice harder. We've got to play more physically. And so we're going to make that change. It, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work at this point in the season. I mean, at this point in the season, it's, you know, to me, the only answer is, is you've got to make players more accountable. You've got to start calling out players. The players got to start losing playing time if they're making these crucial mistakes. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, after three games of, of trading for Robbie Anderson, which we thought he would be an answer to some of our problems, that we'd be begging to have A.J. Green back on the field because he's, he's a better receiver. Um you know, it's it, it's it's veteran players that are making the mistakes. It's the leaders on this team, and it's you know the only thing they can do at this point is um, try to establish a culture of accountability because it appears like that's missing right now. Yeah, you're right. So right on the money about that, and it's it, the idea of of working and practicing better when when you don't practice much or or ask the players to do a whole lot. That they're kind of incongruous uh, and and don't really align very well. All right, let me ask you about the quarterback. Is he regressing in your eyes? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the numbers uh, bear that out. You know, through you know the first three seasons of his career, um, you know, one of his stronger aspects was his down-the-field accuracy, his ability to put the ball anywhere on the football field, and, and it's not there. And, and it shows in, in the numbers. Some of them came out last week. I mean, he's not even – 
close to league average when it comes to down the field accuracy. Um, you know, you, you you factor that in with, you know, he, he does run. It, it, he, it doesn't look like he ever wants to run. There was a called quarterback run yesterday that was actually blocked pretty well. And the defensive end got one hand on him and he could not get down fast enough. I mean, right. you know, when you're fighting through situations like this, when your locker room is looking for answers, they need their leaders to respect in the locker room is about skin in the game. Like how much are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to change? What are you willing to give to get us over the hump to get, you know, to Willis, to a win and and Kyler Murray has to, you know by by my estimation has done that once and it was late in the game against the Las Vegas Raiders I mean he has the ability to do that almost every week but it, it seems like he's you know unwilling to put himself out there um, to fight for the extra yards to make the type of plays that really only he can 